Welcome back to This Film Not Rated, a branch of the Music City Drive-In Podcast. I'm Eric. And I am Curtis. We're here to talk about movies that we watched three weeks ago. I'm kidding this week. Uh, we're talking as, you know, like bare bones objective as possible because there is only one truth about a movie. Everyone knows that. Um, but we have a problem, don't we, Curtis? We have a, we have a small problem. Yeah. We have, we have three movies that came out the same weekend that we're all excited to talk about. Prey, uh-huh. Bodies, 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 uh-huh. and Bullet Train. Uh-huh. And now you and I have seen all of those. And and when briefly, what did you think of Prey? Prey, I really liked it. It it it's it's Predator going back to its like. So sim- that's the sound you hear when you uh. Oh, that <laughs> say something subjective. Oh. Yes. Um. No. I I also yes. I thought Prey also. It's it's funny to hear. I keep hearing people say go back to its roots when it's like. Well, when when I, when I say roots, I I mean bare bones. It's a very, it's a very simple story. It it doesn't get over convoluted like the predators. Uh, on a graph or predator on, on a graph of my viewing mm-hmm. of prey, my cynicism raises and falls gradually, peaking when somebody says, "If it bleeds, we can kill it," and dying as soon as uh, they're kidnapped by the fur traders. Yeah, the French trappers. Yeah, so I honestly, I had a great time with it, and I think I had a great time with Bodies, 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 but here's the thing. Bodies, 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 which clearly feels like the one that we should talk about, because everyone's talking about it, mm-hmm. is a satire on Gen Z that's also a whodunit. And honestly, I have nothing to say about it. I think it's interesting. There's this thing that spans generations. It, when we have uh, Halloween, Mm-hmm. You have a bunch of kids who are pretty well off. One of them is the daughter of a police officer. And so they have advantages. And so they act a little bit dumber and they die. Yep. Fast forward to Scream. You have the rich kids in the neighborhood who feel kind of privileged. And so they act a little bit dumber, except for Sydney, and mm-hmm. they die. Now we have bodies, bodies, bodies. It's Gen Z, but it's only the rich kids. So they're privileged, they act dumb, and they die. Yep. It's it's a weird trend where it's sort of like, yes, you're satiring Gen Z, but you're also picking a selection of people who act like a millennial person's idea of what Gen Z is at a, at a very usable for entertainment level. Mm-hmm. And I'm basically going to talk about Bullet Train. So, yeah, this is definitely Bullet Train now. I know Bullet Train uh, is adapted from a book. And Uh it's directed by David Leach, the director of that movie behind you, Deadpool 2. Yes. And with a lot of familiar characters and actors who seem... Okay, there's a trend. So let's get into this right now. I want you to go ahead and ask me the gauntlet questions because I have some thoughts about this movie. It's going to be so hard to make it. Right. I'm going to try and make it. I'm going to try and make it pretty far this time. Okay, let's see what happens. Uh, question one: Is Bullet Train good or bad? So, as you all know, I try and get as far as I can being completely objective. I'm going to try and win a gauntlet where we be objective about a movie. And so here, I have to say that Bullet Train is a movie. That includes action elements, suspense elements, 
character building moments such as flashbacks to so the childhood and development of characters relationships it is full of work on characters and it is full of moments to pay off those relationships by setting up things that those characters feel for each other uh-huh. and then taking action on those characters to encourage the audience to feel tension and and thrills towards them. So I believe that the movie gives the audience an experience that a lot of people have stated that they want in the past. Uh, let, let me put it this way. Common mm-hmm. criticisms from Marvel movies, mm-hmm. um, shallow villains, um, always working towards uh, the good guy versus bad guy, simple ending. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of development of characters and uh, over-reliance on CGI. Okay. I see what you're getting at. So All if, right. if these are negative criticisms of Marvel and they're absent from another story that seems to have that okay, same director as a very financially and socially successful Marvel movie, even mm-hmm. though I know that's not the MCU. Mm-hmm. There you have my point. Okay. So next question. Question number two. What was the best scene in Bullet Train? Now, see, that's tricky because I had uh, an experience in which I had to leave for a brief moment, the theater. Apparently, there's something that I missed. Uh, But I would have to say the character played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, who's um, Tangerine, right? Okay. I'm going to just kind of cut him real quick. I can never recognize when it's Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, it's kick-ass. Yeah. Yeah, I... I three, don't rec- three fourths like, the, of the way through Craven the Hunter, Curtis is going to be like ah. In the, the, the only time that I that I, that that I've recognized him as oh yeah, that's that's the kickass guy is is in is when he's in Marvel doing doing Bullet Train. Every other time, yeah. in Tenet. in uh in in uh Tenet in, in yeah in Tenet, I was told after seeing it that he was in it, and then after watching it a second time, I forgot he was in it again because I can never remember <laughs> what that guy looks like. I even yeah. for I, I I even forget that that he's the 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 son in Godzilla. So what I believe to be the quote unquote best scene in the movie is mm-hmm. related to Aaron Taylor Johnson and a confrontation with Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. And I would say that you have. Uh, already been given information about Aaron Taylor Johnson that allows you to believe that someone else will be hurt by his loss. And you've Uh been given plenty of information for Brad Pitt that tells you that he doesn't really want to live a certain way. And so there is a lot of conflict and a lot of stakes in the choices that they make that leads Aaron Taylor Johnson to be hanging off the back of the train. All right. I mean, I wouldn't call that my favorite scene in the movie. Okay. Now, you know what? I know. This is the way to <laughs> answer this question. Okay. They do work in this movie to give uh, backstory, motivation, um, screen time, and character drive 
enough so that you could potentially have six or seven main characters. Mm-hmm. And because you have the the story, the core story of six or seven main characters, the audience might gravitate towards one being their favorite. And so a scene that plays on their story and their emotions might cause them to believe one is their favorite. So if I were to answer my favorite scene, I would have to also answer a favorite character. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, I think mine is actually also an, an Aaron Taylor Johnson scene, mm-hmm. but uh, it's, it's much later in, in the film. It's uh when it, it's when he's passing by the girl for, 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 for the second time. Sticker on the back of her neck. Sticker oh. on the back of her neck. Instantly. It's like, ah, it's like, like, that is something that I that that I think this movie does really well is is the writing and the characterization of everyone is I think somewhere on the level of a of of a Paul Thomas Anderson film where every character in 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 attitude and in and speaking mannerisms is so distinct and unique that if I were to look at this in script form and cover up their names I I'm pretty sure that I could tell who was speaking at at whichever time without any indicators. There, I, I, oh, sort of like uh, Groucho was talking about. Sort of like what Groucho was talking about. Yes. Hmm. Like oh, oh, you're talking about Paul Thomas Anderson. In my brain, I immediately went to Wes Anderson because you tend to be a fan of it, and hmm. it's funny because that was I, I was thinking if I read this script, I could visualize this as a, a Wes Anderson style movie. I could <laughs> actually, but. Uh, that's the, like, Especially it's been so much to- structure. Yeah. But like, there's, there's so much emphasis put on what I I think it, it's, it's what the Duke engine or something. I, I forget the name, but it's a specific engine that, that they keep on going on and on about that. It's the one you have to watch out for. And as a subtle thing, he managed to put that sticker on the back of her. Yeah. Because he knows his brother's going to see it at some point and know, watch out for this person. That's just. So mm-hmm. here's the deal. There is a trend that goes all the way back to, ironically, Smoke and Aces Mm -hmm. of the development of the sort of TNT movies for guys who like movies into these sort of hyper gritty stylized action thrillers. And you can see it like The Losers, The Terminal uh, that stars Margot Robbie came out a little while ago. Um, The Losers was 2010. Um, Hotel Artemis came out not too long ago. Bad Times at the El Royale to a lesser extent because that's not really action heavy. Mm-hmm. Bun Raku starring Josh Hartnett. There's almost a movie a year that comes out that is a guns blazing explosion fest where the characters are introduced and we whip back to their childhood to see who they were real quick and everything is told slightly out of order to give you the illusion of more twists and turns. And if you watched it just chronologically, it'd be very simple. Mm -hmm. And, but this movie, they they chose their actors carefully in a way that initially I wasn't sure was going to work. I thought it was sort of a quirky gimmick Hmm. about Brad Pitt, but I'll get to that. I'll get to that when we get to that question. Anyways. Yep. Let's move on to the next question. All right. So what, Oh, God. What should be cut from the movie? Okay. So, 
it's really hard because it's sort of have to unwind a couple, a few things to think about all of this. I do think there are characters that could be consolidated into fewer characters. Sure. I, I feel like it'd be very easy to consolidate Hiroyuki Sanada and his, the son character. Andrew Koji. Andrew Koji. Yes. Him and Hiroyuki Sanada. You sort of, he is this guy who's sort of compelled and, and like is downtrodden due to failing this and, and then Hiroyuki Sonata seems like a character who, you know, and the adaptation process is weird. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, really, I don't think you could just click, 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 edit anything out of this movie and have it make more sense or be, quote unquote, better in some way. But uh, I think you could, in the writing process, have adapted this in a way that simplified things and packed a little more punch. What about you? See, I thought of like cutting out the water bottle, but that just because it, it it because that that segment isn't really needed. It's just there for comedic purposes. Well, uh, other it than it feels like in another one of these movies, you would have been showing the water bottle the whole time, and then smart audience members would have just been going, just rolling okay, their eyes. When is the water bottle going to come into play? Mm-hmm. And the way they did it. <laughs> was so much more imaginative anyways anyways so uh who is the best actor in the film okay i gotta give it to two people and i'm glad that i don't have to be in the gauntlet because this might have been where i went out Mm -hmm. brian tyree henry and aaron taylor johnson i had a feeling you i i I under I, i think i get why but go ahead and say I mean, I can't cut, I can't take one without the other in this instance. Mm -hmm. If I were pressed, I would lean towards Brian Tyree Henry, actually. Mm. Because I think as much work as Aaron Taylor Johnson does and deserves so much credit for making this crazy world kind of feel believable and grounded, Mm because he's the one pressing their nicknames. He's the one pressing these heightened reality aspects of them being... Uh, assassins and what they are Uh but i think with all that work it takes somebody else i I was actually in a group and i was i was talking about this it takes two people to tell the truth one to speak and one to listen okay Okay? um and i think brian tyree henry is the one who listens that 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 reacts if acting is reacting he he lives in this world and he he lets it happen and he lets it breathe and just what happens to his character across all these different beats i like 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 best actor though for me i don't know uh like see this is where we have I'm, to talk about Brad Pitt but i'm going to wait for you to right see i'm i'm kind of i'm i'm tempted to lean towards Brad Pitt but i i completely understand where you're where you're coming from with Brian Tyree Henry but I, in the end i i think i do got to go I think I got to go Brad Pitt on this one. It's just the 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 whole thing is I'm I'm just trying to do a job and nothing's going to go the way that I want it to. It's just the the the, the mentality that that he goes through. He completely sells the fact that he is a character that knows that no matter what he does, something bad is going to happen. He is the embodiment of Murphy's law throughout the entirety of the movie. See, that's he's sort of like a wacky Mad Max. You know, he's the guy who rolled into town and screwed up the 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 machinations of everything. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it, he's really not the protagonist. And it's there's so many. I, I think the protagonist is set up to be uh, Hiroyuki Sonata's son. And there's even still a family legacy and and, and longstanding um, feud between mm. Michael Shannon and Hiroyuki Sonata. Yeah. So there's even room there for that traditional arc to pay off. Yeah. Where like... the father mentor figure who was teaching him to value family and he should have mm-hmm. been there for his son. He's like, you never cared about me. And then like Hiroyuki Sonata dies. And then he's like, no, you killed my father. And like, you'd have a traditional ending. But they just they just lo- lose that halfway through the movie. It's like they just that is not the way. Like and and it's very intentional that they shut up that it could go that way and show mm-hmm. that it won't. And oh man, like so. Here's the thing about stacking this cast: they paid for Sandra Bullock, they paid for Brian Tyree Henry, mm-hmm. they paid for Brad Pitt, they paid for Aaron Taylor Johnson, Logan Lerman, Michael Shannon, Hiroyuki Sonata. Uh, Joey King, who is becoming more and more of a sort of a star, it's it's so much for a movie where it's driven by action and it's driven by having to go to several different locations where you would want to use locations instead of green screen, in my opinion. Uh-huh. So why put the money there unless the actors are just agreeing to do it? And that's the anomaly with Brad Pitt. Uh-huh. Why is he this character? There are other actors who can pull this character off it's uh-huh. not he he's not contrary to popular like 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 the idea that he represents uh-huh. he's not coming out of retirement he's not near retirement or anything he doesn't have to be but the general tradition is assassins don't have long lifespans they don't set him up as being an assassin who's like a master he's someone who's lucky or unlucky you know <laughs> depending on how you look at it so it's not like he's this legend who survived. Like he's not John Wick. No. Okay. So it makes so much more sense to have like um uh Taron Edgerton, Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like have someone like him in that role. You feel like that would work traditionally. So all I'm left to believe is either they wanted Brad Pitt so bad because it was the guy's idea that they paid the money, or Possibly likely, considering he was willing to cameo in Deadpool 2 as an invisible guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's sort of, he wanted it. Brad Pitt wanted the role mm-hmm. and liked what he read. That's the anomaly with these movies. Like Bunraku or The Terminal or, or uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. Mm-hmm. There's talent that's attracted to the writing of somebody. And you end up with these really odd casting choices like this and i I, brad pitt is talking about how he's in a transitional phase kind of like even hawk has said in his acting career where he feels like it's time to make other choices it's time to start to consider like a last act of his acting career if you right i just said that so why i why do you think brad pitt is that is that character I think Brad Pitt's in a similar situation to Jamie Lee Curtis, where he's done the big movie star thing. Now he's in a, at a time in his life where he just gets to do what he wants and not have to worry about it. He's already a star. He, do, he, he doesn't have to worry about getting more famous than he is or not or 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 have to so worry about he, not being taken seriously. He's like, already been taken seriously. Now he can just do fun stuff. 
like uh, Samuel L. Jackson was quoted recently saying, like, I'd rather be in the next Marvel movie than in the next Oscar bait thing. Like, yeah, mm, it's it's interesting. It's because right. it's so if the thing is, I think he pulls it off. I do, too. But. Uh, out of all this, who's the worst actor in the film? Joey King. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm trying Joey to think of who Joey. King. See, I, I can't the even. Girl, remember. I don't... The girl from uh, such hits as Slenderman and um, the music box one, Wish Upon. And here's the thing: I actually thought she did a pretty good job with her performance. I'm yeah. just saying, it's my least favorite performance. Out of and actually, I even have to go a step further and 100 percent admit it's because of bias. And it's only because of the characters she has played in the past. It's not even because of her acting. She has just played characters that are written to be dumb and frustrating. Yeah. All, 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 all I can do is she did a really good job playing a character that endlessly pissed me off. That's 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 kind of the thing. And yeah. and so to your to your moment, that was mm-hmm. that bring this up when we got here. The sticker on the back of the neck came after we had already had one scene of, oops, you made a mistake. Here's the reveal. Yeah. And then we sort of had that scene three or four times. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of sick of that being the only thing they were doing with the character. She's yeah. going to act. Is she going to pull it off or not? Yep. I like I thought at first there was going to be something a little more clever to her where she was the pinpoint where you were going to realize that we were dealing with different people than we thought we were dealing with. And she has more power than people think we have. And it was going to be more about her getting away with things that she shouldn't be able to get away with. I didn't think she was just going to keep. The other thing is when it comes to costuming and makeup, people play up her youth. Mm -hmm. And I know that was core to this character too. So mm-hmm. I can't even technically fault it, but I want to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man. I I I I I I can't say I I I can't give it to I I I can't give it to the dad because uh, base like I just as as a guy that watches a lot of Japanese film and Japanese anime, like he's acting in a way that is traditional of a Japanese father in that kind of situation, as far as movies go. So. Would this movie work if the main character switched genders? Who the f- is the main character? Like, what? <laughs> How do I even begin with this? So, if you inverted the cast, oh, I don't, I don't think it would. I, I no, no, I got nothing. Race I either. I, it's, it's. I can't think. Like, as far as race goes, the only people, the only two people that you could switch to even make a, nope. Nope, I can't. Nope. Oh, there we go. Uh, Eight <laughs> different, fully realized stories. This is essentially mm-hmm. this works on par with like the Avengers, the original Avengers. Yeah, I just said the original Avengers. <laughs> Freaking time, Avengers one. Yeah, but, you know the way that they give enough weight to these characters and balance them. Mm-hmm. Like if David Leach is not a director of an Avengers, I will be shocked. Especially if if he is back to help with Deadpool three. Mm-hmm. Either way, uh, give the best quote from the movie. I'm sorry I killed your brother. It's okay. 
I found a new brother. Really? No! Like, what? <laughs> what? I like that one. Uh, I mean, it's, it's so great because it's it sounds like a conversation writers had in a writing room where they were like, you know, this has totally happened in a worse movie. Let's let's point that out. <laughs> and like and like the optimism, the little cheery Brad Pitt huggable optimism of like, really? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Are you uh, kidding me? I uh, mine. I I have to go with. I'm 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 not even supposed to be here today. I got to go with that one. Ah, see you. You haven't overexposed yourself to Kevin Smith, so I can I can understand that. What should be added to the movie? Uh, okay. So, um, the the thing is, we I watched this right after watching Bodies, 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 and that movie is a movie that pitches itself as if it's going to be this exciting. Uh, romp of high energy mm-hmm. and then turns out to be a slow wheel spinning silent tension building satire mm-hmm. which is a weird word to end that sentence with yep this was such a breath of fresh air for the tightness of its pacing and how when you feel like you need exposition you literally just whip away so you can keep the pacing up to go see a high energy information feed right and and it was like like a clock and it requires so much foresight to think like how this is going to change the mood because you can you can edit one scene too quickly with dialogue and you can make an audience feel like wait what and then the next scene that like plays out you like pacing is such a difficult thing to get right Mm -hmm. i feel like you would screw with the balance with this probably probably you though I'm getting the feeling from you looking around that you've got something. I mean, I would have liked to see more with uh, Zazie Beats. I, I would like to see more with that because uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's the same person that plays Domino in, in Deadpool 2, right? 100%. Yeah, she so, was in Joker. Yeah, She's in yeah. Atlanta. Atlanta. She's yeah. in all kinds of stuff. So I, 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 I like her acting. I, I like the way that she played the character for the bit that we saw. I would have liked to see more involving her. And I and like editing and pacing wise, they took their, their time to edit and pace in a a conversation argument that that uh tyree henry and air taylor johnson were, were, were having about how many people they killed in their last mention trying to get the sun mm-hmm. and it didn't have to be in there it fit just fine it didn't right. mess with the pacing but you could have done something similar with with what, the, what happened right before that conversation uh or right what, after I can't remember actually. Me either. I'd say that's the thing about seeing it once. It's like that conversation is going to split an emotional beat from an emotional beat. Like if I had to add something, that's what I would add in, though. Yeah. Yeah. What's the next question? I'm glad we're out of the gauntlet for this one because there are. I think you could give a multitude of answers for this one. What is? What was the point of the story? Oh, to entertain. To me, but you know, a little more than that. No, it's it'd be it'd be flat out to entertain, because the, I, assuming what you're referring to is like there's so many big threads that you could sort of pull a point of a of a story from each character. Mm-hmm. So what about you? Let you go into that more. 
Well, kind of like what you said and what I was going to go into, it depends on who you're following. If you're following Brad Pitt's character, it's that being unlucky isn't the worst thing in the world. In fact, you could be helping out someone by being un, un, unlucky. And they go into that multiple times throughout his story. The Michael Shannon, you could look at it as a story of, of uh, focusing uh, too much on one thing and missing out on everything else. Uh, if you had to pull something out of that. Actually, I'm finding a common thread. Roll with the punches. Yes. The whole thing is themed around a train that cannot stop in order to keep things moving. Mm. Mm-hmm. And every character has to learn in some way. you got to move past something you're stuck on. You can't you can't stop despite a roadblock being in your way. And just because there are obstacles in your path doesn't mean you shouldn't face them. You've got to you've got to keep moving through. Mm. OK, uh, I, I can get behind that pretty easily. But yeah, so that that's kind of where I'm that that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Is there a? I just saw it. Is there another? Is there a, a? There is there another movie that is better than this one for a similar experience? You already know mine. Hard to say. Uh, and I'm gonna go with the same answer. I can't think of any movie in the past year or even decade that I've seen that that is anywhere near like this. Uh, did you learn anything about making movies from watching this? Man, even. Even ideas like this is what you you would call or supposedly people in Hollywood would call a um a, an event movie mm-hmm. like like you create like, like Geostorm or some nonsense like that. You come up with come up with a pitch like speed. It's an event, you know, like the bus goes under 50 miles an hour. It explodes. Right. You know, like bullet train, like. They got to get that briefcase. They got to get the person there or people die. You know, like it's, it's an event. But it's it's deeper than that. And it just goes to show, I think, that even if you think a premise is tired, if you dig into why you want to tell that story and stay true to why you want to tell that story, even ideas that seem tired can still feel exciting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh for me, like as far as like movie making goes, this is like this goes into a bit of writing for me. This movie is does an excellent job of setting up and paying off everything from start to finish in this movie. It starts out with a with the, I think a commercial for the little uh, anime mascot that's on the train and that that leads into Brad Pitt walking up and getting and getting like the brief of, of of exposition that you need to know for why he's on the train and uh the, the whole talking about Thomas the tank engine with uh with the <laughs> lemon building up and leading to something on its own nothing feels like it was uh not thought of everything feels like it was planned out i get that this is going into like very subjective stuff but like no 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 you're fine. I, I can't think of anything Everything feels like it was an intentional. Nothing feels like it was accidental. That and then just it, it does something that I really like. Uh, when I see movies, is that when it, it when it's it, it when it's set in a different uh, country, it it used that country's language. It didn't shy away from it. Oh yeah, the lang the, its its own language was everywhere. Uh, for the stuff that 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 I could read, it was uh that was on on, on screen. Like when they were when like the character names were showing up in that like 
stylized way mm-hmm. and and they had the katakana down below it which is you know the for for people who don't know what katakana is it is the written form of of a japanese used for foreign words in the written language the katakana matched up exactly mm-hmm. uh what would make you watch this again i want to watch it again now <laughs> the train ride is over i want to start over like i you know what? I actually want to watch this movie muted to mm-hmm. watch the editing. Yeah. Uh, and that seems a little... <laughs> but seriously, I think actually that most people would get some sort of entertainment out of that. But even more than that, I now know these characters, and now the only way to spend time with them is to watch this movie. Yep. Okay. Uh yeah, I think I'm just in the same boat. Like, would Nicolas Cage make us a better movie? I I don't I don't even care. You know, <laughs> like, uh, who would you cast the lead character as in the MCU or the DCEU? Okay, okay. So who is the lead? Aaron Taylor Johnson has been Quicksilver. He's been in there, and now he's going to be Craven the Hunter. So if we were to toss him into the DCEU, I would have to have him be he wouldn't make a half bad nightwing no he wouldn't uh especially after you know like bulking up after kick ass mm-hmm. and whatnot um who would you cast him as let's do him uh for aaron taylor johnson um yeah brian tyree henry was also in the eternals so mm-hmm. him in dc he could do i think a character from lore that i don't know i think he there's a couple of people I can vaguely picture faces in my mind and I don't know them well enough. Uh, DCEU for uh, Andrew Taylor Johnson. Like, oddly enough, the first thing that popped to my mind was uh, Speedy, but I think he's too old to play that role. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, uh, Brad Pitt. Oh, God. um... You know, I think he would do a really good uh, original Green Lantern, Alan Grant. Okay, I can see that. Um, Brad Pitt hasn't been in it, any of the in in any of the movies yet. I don't think Deadpool too. But you know, if he was actually going to be in the MCU as a serious one, I feel like uh, he could have been Adam Warlock. Yeah. Um, or he could be he could be like an eternal that I don't know anything about. So him and Angelina Jolie could sort of do their thing. Yeah. See, or are they still together? I don't know crap. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know who I would cast them as. That's the thing is so like all the ones that I would cast them as they're uh, already cast, like, already cast or like uh, like I wouldn't mind seeing Brad Pitt play Iron Man in an alternate universe. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that either. And then, uh, of course, the last one, uh, Bang, Mary Kill, the main characters. Out of the main characters, sir, I am going to bang Aaron Taylor Johnson, and I am going to marry Brad Pitt because he feels like he's on the right path in life. And I am going to kill Michael and Shannon because that's a cop-out, but I don't want to hurt anyone. And it feels a little too spiteful to kill the people I named as, like, the worst performers. Mm-hmm. Like, that feels wrong, so. Yeah, I understand. Um, bang Zazzy Breeze. I, 
am I, am I saying her name wrong? Bang, bang, Zazzy. Zazzy Beats. Zazzy Beats. Bang, bang. There will bang. be snakes in your bed. You are going to die. <laughs> Everyone says that that the insane people are always the most fun. No, they literally <laughs> say the opposite. Don't That's... stick blank in crazy, okay? <laughs> That's the opposite of what they say, Curtis. It's important to me that you know that. Curtis. Everyone says that. Curtis, full on death. Full on guaranteed <laughs> death. Uh, either way. Uh... That's uh, your funeral, man. You go for it. I'm, I'm taking remember, the... remember, it's the characters, okay? It's I'm, not the actors. I'm taking the tent, the uh, the uh, Ken Titus approach to 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 to, to this. Uh... Yeah, that's a role model you want to look up to. Goodness gracious! <laughs> Whatever. Uh, if I'm marrying anyone, it's probably Brad Pitt, just because that character. He does. He just seems like the right, safe choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, he just seems like he needs a little bit of joy in his life. Uh, as far as kill us between Michael Shannon and uh, and and Joy and and Joey King, I'm probably going Joey King on that one because you and you said it, not me. So you're safe because well, they're both dead now, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, the bad guys are dead. There you go. Anyway, so that's the end of the questions. So. Just the important thing for me is, again, I I can't impress enough. Like, it's still, we're right at the end of the summer blockbuster movie season, and you have the ability to send off this season with a bang, and someone delivered one. And David Leach and the entire crew that I wish I could name and rattle off, uh, thank you, because this was such an enjoyable ride. And everybody has something you can get from this ride. I, I can't think of a group of people who's like not going to have enjoyed their time. Even if you're not someone who likes action movies, you're going to be like, eh, that was a good one though. So if there's someone else in your life who would really enjoy it, it would be worth taking your time out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I'm pretty much in, in the same boat. This is one that I was excited to see. And it's been, it's been a long time since I've gone to see a movie in the theaters and have that film exceed my expectations. Yeah. It now I don't know if my expectations were low, you know, and that's why. But yeah. Yeah. All I I, I just remember seeing the the trailer said, "Oh, this looks like it could be a really fun movie. It could also go really wrong in so many ways. I'm gonna go see it." By the way, this is this film not rated. Uh, Branch of the Music City Drive-In Podcast Network. You can follow us at T-F-N-R-C-M-E-L. I'm Eric. And I am Curtis. And we love you. Not that much. Not that much.